Well, hi, you guys. I'm Rick Dancer. It is the week of Thanksgiving, and you can tell because nobody's around. <laughs> People are gone. They're all like, I, I think, you know, we're leaving tomorrow to go be with my sister, but a whole bunch of people just take off really early. And um, so anyway, what we're going to do tonight is um, we've got a bunch of different sponsors. I'm going to mention them real quick. And then we're going to go to Compton Vineyards, find out what's going on there because they're open tomorrow. So you can pick up your wine for Thanksgiving. But Tabitha will be here to talk about that. And then I'm going to have you guys ask me questions tonight about what's on your mind. I have something on my mind, but I have to be really vague about it because you know how the media gods are. Um, so let me get my other sponsors in here. So we're brought to you by Chris Dental um, Family Dentistry and denture center they now become a denture center as well he has a denturist in the office now who can do that for you and remember they're always backing the blue and your civil liberties too also i wanted to tell you now is the time to get in and get your appointment made with dr bratlin and his staff because the end of the year is coming and if you've used up your deductible and you have dental insurance then you can get that crown done or whatever it is you need done for nothing or whatever your insurance company allows but it is the end of the year. So that's something you need to be thinking about. Also, we're brought to you by JDEV um, Investments and that's Jim St. Clair and Daniel Masaraba. These are land developers and building developers. What they do is they go in and renovate commercial and local uh, private properties. And on the business ventures, they take buildings like Jim's Landing and make apartments upstairs, put businesses downstairs, do some really innovative things all over Lane County. And what we're going to be doing with them is every month featuring one of their businesses so they get a little plug. And uh, so does the business as well. So we're glad to have them on board. Um, where's my list? Who else is here? BS Free MD. Um, they're down in California with their son who was in the Ironman competition and apparently did really well. So we'll be hearing about that, I'm sure. Um, but check them out on Spotify, Apple, any of your favorite uh, channels for podcasts. Um, it's BS Free MD. May and Tim are actual doctors in real life, and they discuss all kinds of different topics, not just medical topics, but all kinds of topics. And I think you'll really like them. They're very fun. Um, also, we have Albert Taylor, Endless Possibilities. Um, I'm getting everybody in today and yesterday because um, we have a short week. We don't have shows the rest of the week. Um, and Albert Taylor is always looking for people to come and work with them, to work with people with different abilities. So if you're looking for a new career change, it's a great place because you will feel like you're doing something valuable at the end of the day. Uh, da, 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 da. I got everybody in. But so it's your question today. So I'm going to start with Tabitha. Um, how you doing, Tab? Hi, good. How are you? I'm good. So I know you guys are open. We'll talk about all that first. But what's your question? What you have a question for me? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't think about it. I'll come up with something. Okay. So tell me, you guys are open tomorrow because you get a lot of people showing up to pick up their wine. I have a question. Okay. Oh, here we go. Who's shoveling all the snow at your house? What? Who's shoveling all the oh, snow at your house? Mostly my wife. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. <laughs> you saw that picture. Well, you know, and somebody said, oh, my gosh, how come you're having your wife shovel the snow? I mean, why don't you get out there? And it's like, if you knew my wife, she gets mad if I go out and shovel the snow. She likes shoveling the snow. She grew up in Ohio, so it's kind of a family memory, and she likes keeping it down. But we're not... We're not, supposed to have a little bit of snow tonight, maybe, and then, but only like a half an inch or something. So we still have it out here because we got a high of 32 today. Oh, oh, yeah. 
See, I'm the one that that's my sort of exercise. I'd rather be doing physical things outside than actually in a gym. So right. yeah, I know you guys go to the gym, but I'd rather be outside. Yeah, that's true. Any chance you can get to be outside. And so we haven't minded it. Now we haven't had, if I was living in New York, we haven't had six feet of snow yet either. Can you imagine those poor people back there? Oh, I can't even imagine what that's got to be like. So, okay. So tell me, Tab, what's going on with, um, in your world with wine this weekend? So you got, what's, how do I say the name of the chocolatier? Is it Moku? Moku chocolate. Yeah, she's out of Philomath. And she, I'm, I really, I think chocolate and Pinot Noir should be a food group. So I've, I'm kind of a chocolate person. And her chocolate is amazing. She does so many different things. She has like an orange candy, but she does like a, a goat's milk too that's really popular. And then she has a whole bunch of different dark chocolates. And I actually found her because she was at the farmer's market and I bought like the array of them. Oh, I need yeah. to grab some of them. I'll show you what they look like. They're beautiful. The packaging's gorgeous. And then I had people over for dinner. I'm like, I didn't plan dessert. My tasting was the whole different, all the that, different lineup of the chocolates with the wine tasting. And it was so cool. That was a hit, if I do say something. Yeah, well. a great idea. And they're coming on Friday. Friday from two to five. Yeah. Two to five. So you guys, if you're in the wine at the winery in Philomath, that's where you can get it. But we also wanted to mention that you guys are in wine and um, grocery stores and wine shops all over Eugene, Corvallis. True. Most of the marketed choices, I think Bymart. Yeah. And then, and then Sundance wine cellars. And, and then that cute little Capella's market actually has quite a bit of our wines too. They're on, is that Franklin? Yeah. No, Capella. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember where that is. I think that's on in South Eugene. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so, um, and then what else do you guys have going on? So you have all weekend, you will be there Wednesday, then you're closed Thursday for Thanksgiving. And then you're there Friday, Saturday, and Friday, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. So we have different uh, flights that we're doing, different collection of groupings of wines. And then we have a Black Friday case sale too. That's all starts tomorrow and it goes all through Sunday. So we don't typically have a lot of sales, but we are going to have sales just this well, kind of the only sales through the end of the year. So it's, kind of a great time to come in and grab wine. And if you like kind of what we're doing or just want to support us, like I said, go to the grocery stores and ask for it. Customers have a lot more clout than we do and out there pimping our wine. So if people love, you know, want to support us, they can just go out and ask their wine shop. But we do have quite, like I said, we have quite a bit of showing in Eugene. Um, Allison says Capella is on Willamette. That's right. Willamette, that's what it is. I knew I just couldn't, I, I've been gone too long. I can't remember where anything is anymore. And that other market of choice by Willamette and then the Franklin market of choice. So yes. Okay. All right. So that's what's going on this weekend at the Compton family wines. Um, you have a very nice Thanksgiving. Okay. You too. Thank I've you. Planned, we're going to go to Boise and see my sister. So it, all of our kids Aww. are busy and her kids are, are busy. So we said, okay, you that's know what? Screw the kids. We're just going to be the adults. We're going to have four adult party and we're going to go out. She's taking us to a speakeasy. Like you actually have to go in. Oh. And so we're dressing up. I'm taking my cashmere overcoat. I haven't worn in so long and a suit and you got, got a top hat and I'm going to go down there and Why? I'll put pictures on. You can bet that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right, young lady. I'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, see ya. All right. Again, Compton Family Wines, Philoma, that's the place to go. Um, tomorrow they'll be open. And again, you can pick it up at your uh, local wine shop. So what else is on your guys' mind? You know, I, I, I sat down and 
I got to be real careful about how I word this because um, it's there's a uh, there's a, a place called Rumble, which is kind of an alternative to Facebook, and they put out a, a, a documentary today on the dark time. And it's actually um, after effects of the dark time and that thing that they made some people do. Um, remember, they made some some of you chose to and some people chose not to and they made you um, do something. And then, uh, in fact, President Biden today has uh, signed he and world leaders signed a declaration to adopt a vaccine passport for international travel. So it all this this documentary all has to do with that. And um, someone sent it to me. It was just released today. I did post it on my um, Facebook page, but it links you back to my actual um, website because I think if I post it onto Facebook, they just won't let it. They'll censor it or they'll shut me down. But I'll tell you what, I watched this documentary and I, I'm overcome uh, with emotion and I'm uh, kind of angry and I'm kind of bitter and uh, you you see what's happening and what's going on out there and it's very frustrating and and yet um, it seems like everything keeps pushing that direction and title and where is it streaming so Laura it is streaming on rumble and if you go to my page I play to wake the norm normies I play a ploy to wake the normies um, uh, I, I, um, I'm, I'm hesitant to say it, it, what it, um, the title of it, because you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put it here in the comment section. Um, because I don't think, I don't think they look at that as much. So here I'll put it in there because I, I, I mean, that isn't that sad that we live in a place where that is, um, that's the name of it. Um, opposite of light times. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of sad that you can't even go on to a medium like this. I was listening to Jordan Peterson today. I'm talking to a woman who's a politician in Canada and they were talking about this, um, all of the restrictions and stuff that go on like this. And she had been a previously been a journalist as well. And we were both really, um, she was really frustrated because you can't do this. This is like, this is not what you do when you're doing journalism. You cannot um, strike things down because they don't agree with you or you don't like them and they, or it doesn't fit your algorithm. And they do this to me all the time is I'll pull back on things that I'm doing um, and, and throttle it back because it's not the content that they want. So it makes it really hard to do your job um, when you've got people uh, siphoning through. I'm trying to pick words that they don't have to, that... I, I one month I started calling it the dark time and I started calling the man on top <clears throat> uncle Joe and my numbers rose almost a quarter million of, of counts that I reached because I was not using the terms um, that their algorithm would pick up. <laughs> Is that, I mean, I know I, I have, I think that's pretty smart on my part, but uh, I was just testing it. I thought, huh, I wonder how their algorithm works and what it will pick up and what it won't pick up. And uh, it, as it turns out, um, it worked. So what, so, so this really concerns me that the, the, the content, and I will tell you, Laura and others, um, there is some kind of graphic stuff in there. Uh, they talked to a bunch of undertakers <clears throat> who are finding um, some very odd things in the bodies of people who are dying um, 
who also many happen to have that other thing done as well. And it's, it's pretty, um, it's pretty scary actually. And the, uh, the birth rate, the stillborn birth rate, uh, stillborn rate um, is skyrocketing. Um, reports around 32,000 dead from vaccine. The, I, I, I don't know if you saw this report, Tom, but it is pretty astounding. And I, it's like I was sitting here watching it from four to five and I, I got done and I was like, oh, my gosh, you know what? I am. This is this is mind boggling. And <clears throat> the problem is that the people who support that action are not going to. How do you turn that around? How do you how do you come back now and say, oh, we were wrong? Um, um, we were fooled. You know, nobody wants to be the fool, but I think people got fooled and um, it's going to come back to haunt people and our society and our culture. And what makes, you know, if somebody asked me, how do you feel about that? Well, I'm kind of bitter and angry and I'm sad because people I know and love um, listened uh, and, 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 and then they play in, the, in this um, documentary, they play a bunch of clips from news organizations and um, people in charge, like Uncle Joe and other folks like that, they play clips from them telling us how nothing bad will happen from that action. Um, and when, and then go right back to the stuff that's happening, um, you know, and, and, and it, it is a phenomenal, it's easy to be accountable, comfortable to do so. Nope. I respect people who own up. I mean, I mean you know, and, yeah, what would that be like um, to just say, you know, and, and I guess for me, Laura, and, and others out there, um, what sometimes is difficult is because, I mean, the things people said about me and to me, you know, when I was doing good journalism, I was listening. Um, I was listening to that little voice in my head. I was listening and when things didn't add up and it wasn't just the dark time. It was all kinds of stuff that was going on then, but the the people that turned their back on you, and not just even turned your back, but 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 would call you you know killers and things like that. Um, it was very frustrating. And now you start seeing this and going, so um, where are you now? I'm breaking up, huh? I don't know why that is. Maybe it's your stuff, Brenda. I'm sorry. Keep watching and we'll see what happens. So what, what are some of the things that concern you guys? That's what I want to know. Or your questions. I want to know what you have um, to ask me. What's this? Huh? Oh, that's a weird. So um, anyway, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? What are people that can, can only hear a couple of words? Well, I wonder, Brenda, what that's all about, because nobody else is having trouble. It's Zach Dolan. We are moving to Amarillo, Texas in July. Oregon is so beautiful. It's so ugly. Enough is enough. Um, congratulations, Zach. Um, I appreciate that's great. And I imagine you must be getting doing good with your job or doing well would be the proper grammar. Um, a lot of people are, um, I think, after the last election um, are wanting to leave Oregon and not everybody is supposed to leave Oregon. I think you have to follow your heart and what you're doing. But I will tell you this, um, and I'm, I, I don't do this very often, but what I do, I absolutely love about living in Montana is I don't have to worry about what I talk about or how I, um, what my politics are. Um, it's not personal question, as you allude to it once in a while, what was your relationship with your father? Like, 
Oh, Laura, you go right to the, you go right for the gut, don't you? Um, um, it wasn't great. Um, my, you know, my dad was a good man, um, but he didn't get me. He didn't understand um, who I was or, or uh, stuff like that. And um, so we kind of missed each other, you know, I mean, um, early on, um, you know, and I did recently have kind of a, a epiphany of um, that I needed to, uh, I was listening to something and I, I knew that I needed to get past that. And, uh, you know, not just forgive, because I've been to counseling and all that stuff over it, but it was more like, um, it was more like to honor him. It was, I, I heard somebody talking about um, honoring your father on a podcast and your, 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 your parents. And I realized that I didn't really honor my dad that much. And I should have um, did the best with what he had. Um, but, you know, as a kid, it's like, why couldn't you just have, they um, understood a little bit better. It's, I mean, I always think it's kind of the parent's job to understand the kid, you know, you know, at least when they're younger, you know, until they get older or something. So um, it, it was not great, um, but um, he, I, you know, he, he just, I, I don't want to publicly talk about some of it, but he just, to him, it was really, really important um, what people remembered about him and how they thought about him. And that became so important, so important that he did something kind of devastating to me and my family in terms of, you know, handing down uh, things in the family. And um, all that mattered to him was that he had a legacy. And see, to me, I just think that's horseshit. I don't think a legacy. I, I honestly, if I, when I die, I don't care what you think of me. I'm dead. I mean, it's like, I'm not going to come back and do it over again. And I don't care what I leave behind. I used to. And now I think I just, I think through, through the dark time I've seen people are going to do what they're going to do. And you can have statues made about you and you can have buildings with your name on them, but then they change that. So you, you remember um, Parker stadium in Corvallis used to be Parker stadium named after someone, Mr. Parker, who was probably a big donor. And then a bigger donor comes along, Reeser, and so they change the name. So you're, it's, nothing's permanent. And when you're dead, you're dead. So I don't want my name on a building. I don't care. A hundred years from now, my favorite quote is a hundred years from now, nobody's going to, and I, this is my version of it, but a hundred years from now, nobody's going to give a shit who Rick Dancer was. Nobody's going to care that I was a news anchor. Nobody's going to care that I ran for public office. Um, no, you know, nobody's going to care what I did. It, the only thing I get to leave behind is what I leave behind in you and in ki my kids. Um, and that's the only value uh, that's left. Uh, what people say about me is I, I can't control. I've learned I can't control that. And when I'm dead, I can't even talk back. So um, I think and I think I've learned that from him. One of the things he taught me is don't worry about your legacy. I mean, he did. And he probably still is, but um, I, I, you know, I, I just don't give a shit. Um, Kim says, when you become adults, we realize our parents were damaged too and had their own issues. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, you know, very much so. And I understand that uh, that a little better now, I guess, but there's, um, you know, there's sometimes still that uh, little Ricky in there that is going, 
you know, and, and you could, I don't know if you guys ever do this, but I think how my life would have been so much easier if it just been, if you just said, um, yeah, great job. <laughs> you know, I watched that report you posted and all I can say is, wow, and glad I'm stubborn and refuse to follow the crowd. Um, Liz, I'm so glad you watched it. Were you, were you, um, I was kind of grossed out by some of it, um, like the autopsy stuff and literally like it made me feel sick to my stomach. And, and then I started watching the stuff about the babies and, um, makes me so sad because you wonder, um, what's going to happen, what's going to come of that. And, and, and Liz, like you, it was just a confirmation from God to me, um, that I did the right thing and not doing that. Um, and that Kathy didn't, I have one son who did and one son who didn't. Um, so that kind of makes me sad, but you know, people make their choices and, but, um, I, it's not over. <clears throat> I think we're going to be seeing the ramifications of that action and that time and that pressure. You know, what scares me the most about that Liz and audience and Kim and Laura and Tom and the rest of you, Scott, um, how, Easily, we as people um, succumb to fear. I think one of the saving graces for Kathy and me during that time is we had a business coach at the time, and she was teaching us prior to, to that dark time. She was teaching us um, about fear and how not to allow fear to get in because most of our problems come from fear. Most of the most of the things in our business, when we won't do something, we're afraid to move ahead or like Zach moving to Texas, you know, we were afraid to move to Montana because we don't, because we're unsure and that's what stifles us. So we were learning this and then all of a sudden here comes the dark time and all this pressure and fear. And so like for the first two weeks, I think we kind of played along because we started going, well, you know, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. And then it was about a month and we just went, something's not right here. And I think it was two months in. Um, yeah, Matt, she is. Um, I did, we just both watched it. Um, it's devastating. Um, and, and so anyway, two months in, Kathy looked at me and she said, you know, Rick, I'm not going to, I'm not going to abide by all this shit. And even if it, if, and if we lose customers and business, I don't care. We're going to stand up for ourselves. And we did, we lost people. Um, and we lost friends and we lost family who didn't agree with us. And, but you know what? We were, we were, we knew this is what we were hearing. We knew that we were going to do it. And neither one of us, I, none of us have been, neither to none, none of us have been vaccinated. Um, <clears throat> my wife and me. Um, and, um, and I have no qualms about that. Uh, grade school kids will struggle with this in ways that are treated the rest of their lives. Yes, they will. Um, but when you watch this special that Matt Kendall just mentioned in there, um, you look at the stillborn birth rate um, of what's happening and it will floor you. I mean, literally floor you. It didn't gross me out, but oh, okay, hold on. I'm gonna put this up here. Um, like the gory stuff, but it's hard to believe how many people follow what they are told. I felt from the beginning that they were up to something I didn't do. And I think that's what you get out of this as you go, um, there's something bigger here. And, um, and, and I guess, you know, I, and, and I would, Liz, I don't know if you felt like this or mad if you've seen it, but I felt like after watching it, um, it kind of like, they're not done. <laughs> 
you watch. And then I see the headline today where Biden and the world leaders are, you know, are talking about they signed a declaration to adopt a vaccine passport for international travel. And you know that's just the beginning, that more of that's going to come. And I think we as people just have to be really strong about standing up against this. Um, and, and the problem they have now is that we know, you know, and, and, and we've seen it, we've watched it and, and to get away with that. But, but, you know, I, I, I'm sure Oregon's in for it again with something I already, you know, there's already little hints about the RSV. Is that what it's called? The little virus, um, the virus, that's really bad for kids, for infants and young babies. And, um, I was reading an article about it out of Oregon and they were, you know, cautioning people and asking them to stay home and doing what's normal. And then I heard that the nurses association or something had asked, how come you didn't ask people to mask up again? We need to be masked up again. You know, I mean, what is this going to be like for every single thing that happens? Uh, we're going to mask up. I thought the fear-based stuff being fed to us the whole time. I lost a lot of people and faced a lot of hatred, but it was worth it. We have to stand against it. I agree, Kim. I mean, and, and you know, and if, if we all believe, which obviously we don't, but if we all believe that people, it's my choice, my body, um, then it's my fucking choice, my body. And if you have the choice um, uh, and, you know, if you get the choice to uh, have an abortion and uh, that basically kills a fetus, then I have the right to not take a vaccine um, to protect my life as I see fit. Um, that's only fair. And, um, and uh, one is a might take a life and one is for sure taking a life. So, um, how do you deal with that one? <laughs> How do you rationalize that one? Where, um, and, and I found that really interesting when the Roe versus Wade thing got uh, stood up. Um, how how the same people were telling me that I had to have a vaccine or I was a bad person um, were now um, wanting their body, their choice, but they weren't going to give me my body, my choice. Um, and then I love the argument, which is so fickle and stupid when people say, this isn't about you. This is about saving lives around you. Well, there's no evidence that that even happens from that. And you watch this thing and you'll understand that. Still pushing for more vaccines, Dr. Fauci retires yet. News is coming out about how he and Bill Gates used vaccines for decades in Africa that has killed thousands. Huh? Well, isn't that interesting, Tom? Huh? Well, I, I'm surprised so many of you have watched it already. Um, that's really interesting to me that yeah, I knew it was getting published that, and people were talking about that it was just coming out today and it was a big deal. Um, but you really should sit down and, and, and watch the whole thing. Um, I was starting to, and I thought, you know, and then it, but the first part of it, they're talking to just um, morticians and um, it's a little, um, grim and, and, and you don't really understand. They did a really good job. This is how I would have done it too. So they started with that part and then they kind of get into some other medical stuff. Then they go back to, um, corpses where they're pulling this stuff out of their veins. Um, and you, and you, and they show all these pictures, videos of people collapsing and dying. And, um, and so, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to stir up some, some heat and I hope and pray that the, that God would protect the copy 
and the content and that the media would not be able to dissuade people and to turn it off. Um, I already can hear, and, and I'm, as a news guy, you know, I watched the thing. Um, oh, Laura, that's a great idea. I have a mortician friend in Tennessee. Or it'd be great to find somebody that actually is experiencing this. Several of the people in this, in this documentary though are blacked out because they don't, they didn't want to show their face. But, but you know, my prayer would be that God would protect this, this documentary and let people see it and that the media would not be able to, 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 to downplay it. Um, um, Melissa, we're talking about the, um, the, I'm trying not to say it cause I don't want it to censor me, but the, the new documentary this out called, um, and Matt, Matt has it up here, uh, died suddenly. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, but it is you. If you guys have not seen it, go on my Facebook page on the Get Real page, and there's a little thing that says "Watch This," and you click on that, it'll take you right to RickDancer.com, and the video is right there. It's on my page, so you can watch it right from there. But it's on Rumble because that's probably the only place. Um, oh, Melissa, you will be angry um, once you've seen it. Uh, <laughs> you will be very angry. Um, it it's it's devastating. And then you think about all the people, you know, and, and just the, the whole tenure. Now I'm sure, and, and I'm sure they're going to discredit people. One of the main characters in the, in the documentary is a guy that I guess if you, um, <laughs> if you, if you Google, oh, what is it? Super, super anti-spreader something. Um, he, he, he says it in the video and it's really funny because, um, and he was just a guy, he's a millionaire and he offered a million, they said five million in front of Congress for to sit down with somebody and have a factual conversation about the evidence, and nobody would take him up on it. No one from the Pfizer companies, none of them would take it up on it. And then you watch in that film, and you see how many times media comes on and says, "No, this is safe. You should do this. You should do this." And here, and anybody that says it's not is just you know they're a denier and da, 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 da. And then you watch the results in this video and you start going, wow, um, it, 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 it's, it's, it's flooring. And I would be, I really love on, in fact, on Monday, what we're going to do on our Monday show um, is we did a survey and it got, I mean, for, for, you know, for doing a survey, people, no offense, everybody, but you're not really good at participating a lot. <laughs> because I can see how many people are on here. There's a lot more people than actually comment. And so, um, but what we, so we did a survey and over, we had over a hundred responses about what do you want for content? What do you want us to focus more on? What do you want us to focus less on? Um, and then what questions do you have for Rick? And so on Monday, Tim Schley, he works with me, um, good friend, and he works in my business with me. He's going to come on and he's going to ask, he's going to tell the results of the survey and then we're going to talk about them. Um, if any of you watch this over the weekend and over the holiday, don't do it on Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's too heavy for that. You, you'll get in a fight with your family if you do. Um, but I'd love to hear your response and what you thought of it. Um, I think that will be really, really super cool. Um, so anyway, uh, Dick, what do you got to say? Wish you could interview the owner of Sunset and some other PDX. Dave probably won't comment publicly, though. See, that's the problem, Dick, especially in Eugene. Nobody's going to comment. Because Eugene is so so biased in terms of pro darkness, uh, the dark time. Um, 
there's not gonna yeah it is steve kirsch that's right that's right <laughs> that's who's in the movie <laughs> he, he's really good in this documentary um but that's the problem is there's so much and that's see that's the thing about living in montana i don't experience that anymore i don't feel that pressure or tension to to even even though i pushed the envelope and pushed the line on this i still had to be careful because it was my business here i don't care and because people don't care and and the, when you get away from that when you get away from oregon and that that depressing heaviness in the valley that you feel it's like it's so freeing and and you realize oh my god the, this is not reality when they say 40 square miles surrounded by reality they're wrong that's not eugene it's really however many square miles are from portland to, to eugene everything outside of that is much more normal than that and people don't don't act the way they do there they don't people aren't nasty we'd go walking on the bike think back at what we went through with with, with the dark time um is kathy and i would r run on the willamma lane bike trails in springfield on a bike trail you'd have people walking down the, up the trail outside in masks and then when they'd see you come by they'd turn this way carved her face and wait till you got by that's just so, I used to think, you know, I wanted to look at him and go, that is the rudest thing I've ever seen. And then some lady came on my page and said, maybe they were trying to protect you. Oh, horseshit. They're not trying to protect you. They were afraid you were going to give them COVID. I mean, it's stuff like that where it's like, is that how smart you really are? You think that really it's going to, that? I mean, all this airspace and it's like, oh my gosh. And then I remember the first time I went to my barber and he had to wear a, a full surgical suit, rubber gloves, duct taped around the edge, a face, a mask, and a shield. I mean, it was like going to Darth Vader and getting your hair cut. I mean, he thought it was stupid, but I mean, that's the kind of stuff. And, and people fell for this. I mean, that's what's kind of embarrassing is, and they're still standing up for it and using the same excuses when the evidence is starting to show that you were wrong. You were absolutely wrong. And guess what? People now are dying from it. You said, how many people did we save from doing this? How many people now have you, have you saved? Yeah. And how many are we killing? Watch the special. Um, anyway. Okay. I got to go. So have a good Thanksgiving. Be tuned in on Monday. Uh, we, well, we do have a show tomorrow night. We're going to actually do Dr. Bratlin, one of his business partners, uh, does the crowns and they do just crowns. And I had the most fascinating conversation with him. So I taped it up and it's going to air tomorrow night. Really interesting. just on how crowns work, how they work, teeth color, all that kind of stuff. I thought it was pretty fascinating. Um, all insurance. Oh, hold on. And insurance run West Coast hospitals are using the mask and vax. BS is avoid work. You should see the death rate from insurance companies, how high it's up. It's in the special is how high it's up. They can't even believe it's up that much. Um, you're a patriot, Rick, and so is my dentist. I changed dentists after a decade because his stand against COVID fascist. Steve, are you at Dr. Bratlin now? You should be at Dr. Bratlin. I hope that's where you are. Um, hold on. Bill Gates is heavily involved. Oh, yeah, it's all over the movie. When you watch the documentary, it's all over there. Um, so yeah, happy Thanksgiving to all you guys too. Um, and I will see you on Monday um, where you guys get to ask me questions and um, we'll tell you what the results of our survey. So it's pretty interesting. All right, share this on your page because other people are not going to see it. Facebook is not going to share this for me. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. Um, and we want to thank our sponsors, JDEV Investments, uh, Jim St. Clair and Daniel Basaraba.
um, for what they do. Compton Family Wines, uh, they're open all weekend, so be sure and get down to them. Dr. Bratlin, where your dental and denture care is mandatory, and so are your civil liberties. <laughs> You'll take care of you there, too. Um, I'm going to run a couple of real quick ads here for you, and then we'll move on. The midterm elections did not turn out the way many of us had hoped. So what can we do about it? Support local businesses that prioritize freedom of speech, tougher crime laws, and values that support a healthy community, not the same old song and dance that's gotten us nowhere. Even though my wife and I moved to Montana, we still come back to Eugene to see Dr. Michael Bratlin at Chris Dental. He says what he believes and puts his money where his values are by supporting those brave enough to push for change. And best of all, he and his team are just awesome. So if you've been thinking about changing dentists or you just don't have one, you need to go to Chris Dental. Call them today and they'll do their best to see you today. And joining us is John and Peggy Devereaux. Um, yeah. They are, they are part of the Albert Taylor gang. Yes. <laughs> How long have you guys been with Albert Taylor, Peggy? Oh, oh I can't remember. I can't remember either. Since the early 80s? Yeah. In the 80s. So we couldn't do anything without Josh. Well, you could do a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, but Josh takes us uh, to Wendy's, thrift shopping, grocery shopping. You know, I mean, and honestly, uh, they they see the best in people. You know, and um, and people tend to see the best in them. You know, they're honestly some of the most accepting and friendly people that I know. Right. Saturday is the Saturday following Thanksgiving. We do it during Shop Small Weekend, all that fun stuff for folks here locally. It's the time of year where folks can get the lowest price point of the year for their hyperbaric sessions. This year, it's $65 a piece. As many treatments as folks want to put on their account, you can buy it at one. You can buy 10, 20, 30, 40. We have folks that come in and buy enough treatments to last them all year round. That also is for massage. So you can get massage $65 a piece. And starting last year, we incorporated our power bed into the sale. We can get the power bed for $35 a piece uh, for the 20-minute light therapy session as well. It's a great way to get the treatments you need so you can be as healthy as possible throughout the year using hyperbarics, massage, light therapy, all the goods to make you feel amazing. So when did they? When can they order them, and when does it actually happen? Tell that because I know there's different ways that works. So we actually started pre-ordering this week, so folks can pre-order. You just call in and say, or come in and say, "Hey, I want ten of them. I want one of them. I want five of them." And if you want us to charge that day without calling you and interrupting your holiday weekend, you just leave a credit card on file. If you prefer, we will call you that day and take care of the sale that way. 1200 Executive Parkway, Suite 230. Give us a call at 541-636-3278.